Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guaranteed we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Christian Brito. Joining me tonight, we've got something special for you. We've got Jimmy Maverick from FantasyFootballMaverick.com. We're here to tell you a little bit about uh, his awesome website and a tool that he's using for your perfect fantasy draft. How are you doing, Jimmy? Hey, I'm doing great, Christian. Thank you for having me on. Uh, Well, today, we kind of want to do something interesting and different. We're going to combine... um, the two sides of fantasy, right? We're going to combine the the research and analytics with the actual software. We're going to try to make it a little different and have something that can help you pick and not just kind of pick with your gut, not just kind of pick with what the analysts are saying, but pick with the numbers, which is something that Jimmy has done and crunched and kind of perfected, I think. And that's right here in the name, My Perfect Fantasy Draft. So we want to do something for you guys here, the listeners today, and use Jimmy's uh, insight and his algorithm, I guess is the best way to put it, uh, on Fantasy Football Maverick and the tool that he's developed in My Perfect Fantasy Draft to kind of do exactly that. So tell them a little bit about what exactly you've created, Jimmy. Yeah, well, let, let me tell you this. I'm just going to give you a little history. I, I've been playing fantasy football since the early 2000s, and um, I was a dedicated fantasy enthusiast the whole time. I would spend countless hours doing research, going to dozens of different websites and checking out stat sheets and building my draft list. And then draft day would come, and I would make these critical mistakes that ultimately doomed my team and kept me from earning a championship. And and what I finally decided was, is like the information that I wanted to know, no one was really providing something that could help me in a live draft situation. And so that's why I created this app. And if you go to my website, fantasyfootballmaverick.com, you can access it. It's called My Perfect Fantasy Draft. And we already actually have it set up for a – this is a draft list for a half-point PPR league, 12-team uh, league, draft position six. And uh, this allows you, this app allows you to create a fully customized draft list based on your personal preferences and your league settings. We have filters to remove players that are undesirable or risky. Um, and the draft mode actually breaks the draft list down round by round so you can make the best possible decision at each point in your draft. Now, uh, we are looking, it looks like the draft has already started, so we got to make a choice on our first pick, and I know that we always want to go running back on the first pick. Right now, my app, if I'm filtering for running backs in the first round, Christian McCaffrey and Zeke Elliott are the top-rated players. They will probably not be available. This little gun means that they're long shots, but Todd Gurley is the highest-rated player in this particular round for us if we're going to go running back. So it looks like it is our pick. 
And I think we should go with that. What do you think about uh, Gurley this year? Uh, I actually have Gurley in about half the leagues that I've drafted in so far because I'm a believer that he's going to be back, going to be healthy. Um, I do think his workload won't be quite what it's been in the last couple of years, but uh, even then, even if you, and we did the math actually on one of our show, even if they reduce his workload, they took away 20% of his carries, he's still a top five running back. So Exactly. That's what, that's my whole thought process as well. I mean, 80% of Todd Gurley is still better than most of the running backs in this league. (laughs) So yeah, that's great. So, so now what we do is now that we're done with the first round, we just go to the second round and you can see that the app provides recommendations. And what you're looking at here, when you look at the player list, we're looking at all the players between this pick and your next pick. So between the second and third round, these are all the players that we have to consider And uh, what the app is recommending for us in the second round is to go uh, Mike Evans, George Kittle, or T.Y. Hilton. Uh, Those are the top three uh, scoring players, according to my Vork score on this round. We also have some long shots, Kelsey, Hill, and, and, well, Gurley is a long shot this round, but we already got him, so we didn't need to worry about that. Um, But all the long shot means is that the the player has less than a 50-50 shot of being available on our pick. So... Right. Should Hill become available? Shoot, I'd take him. Should Kelsey be available? He's worth a consideration for the second pick. I'm not really keen on taking a, uh, a tight end so early. Um, but I do like Mike Evans. Are, are there any particular uh, players that you see here that uh, are particularly interesting to you for the second round? Again, it's all about value, and it depends where players fall. But a guy that you have here listed as a guy that next round might be a long shot and a guy like T.Y. Hilton – um, or a guy that might be a long shot this round in Joe Mixon. Those are guys that I, I, I like here. Um, I, I, I like the algorithm saying Ty, Tyree Kill would be great here, but it all depends on if he falls to us. And again, we're, we're drafting. This is a real mock draft. We're not drafting against the computer. We're here on Yahoo Fantasy doing a, doing a mock draft and practicing real life because, like Jimmy mentioned, this is – something that you can use in your real draft, right? Rather than showing up with a, uh, a piece of paper, crossing out names, trying to figure out who's still available and all of that. You got a software here that's going to tell you, these are the guys smack dab that are going to be available right now in the second round and, and going to be uh, there, you know, based on their, their average draft. And I, I like uh, a lot of those guys you have on that list. Um, it looks like maybe maybe we'll look out with a Joe Mixon. We we got to see what comes up here, but yeah, you can um, see he's, he's still on the board. He's right there. Tyreek is still right here as well. He would yep. be an awesome choice. Uh, looks like Juju Smith Schuster just got taken. Yeah. Um. But uh, there's there's Mike Evans and uh, let's see here. Who else? I'm sorry. Who else was it recommending? Oh, George Kittle and T. Y. Hilton. You know, T. Y. Hilton is great, but I would only take T. Y. Hilton if Mike Evans is gone because. Uh, right. Mike Evans has a better value rank. His value rank is 18th versus um, T.Y. Hilton, whose value rank is 23rd. So, um, you know, they're both still wide receiver ones, but there's just a little bit of a better situation for Evans, in my opinion, overall. But look at this. Look, a long shot made it to us. So long shots, you know, 50-50 shot of being available on your round, but Tyreek Hill made it to us. Tyreek is an awesome pick. I got an eighth overall for value and half point PPR. That's an amazing second pick. That's a steal. We we just stole him. (laughs) 
Yeah, we've kind of started the draft with two guys who earlier this offseason had a lot of question marks around them. Gurley with his health, Tyreek with his off-the-field issues. Right. Um, But both of those seem to have cleared up this offseason. Gurley uh, seems healthy, and we'll see what how much of this workload uh, is actually limited. But I expect him to be a full go once the season starts. Tyreek Hill will not be suspended according to the NFL. He's going to be on the field game one. So I, I don't think you can really feel like that's too much of a risky pick. And like you mentioned, he's in your value draft at eight overall. I, I, I think that's fantastic. Um, for most yeah, people, he's a consensus top five wide receiver. Um, yeah. So for me, he's a top five wide receiver in my rankings, and we just got him in our second round. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, again, it was a great that we got him as late as we did because he usually goes a few picks before us. But uh, now let's look to the third round, right? So let's just go to the third round. And basically what you're seeing here is, is I have a special algorithm uh, to determine the most likely placement of all the players. So that when I'm looking at this pool of players for the third round, these are the guys that are most likely to be picked between the third and fourth pick in this particular draft. So you can see that the app is recommending Brandon Cooks. Adam Thielen, a couple wide receivers, and Kerryon Johnson, who just recently moved into my recommendation list once they cut Theo Riddick and, and some of that um, excess usage flowed to him. I really like the idea of taking Kerryon Johnson in the third round. And, and um, you can see it's also recommending, well, there's Derek Hendry, who normally I would recommend, but he's injured right now, so I kind of stay away from injured players. But you got Fournette right here, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery. There's some good choices uh, in the third round for running backs. Do you have a particular favorite? We uh, Actually, on our last pod, we talked about that group of running backs because we feel like it's a really good year for a potential RB2 to crack into that top 10, especially when you're looking at some of those rookies. David Montgomery looking good in the first preseason game. Uh, Josh Jacobs going to be the guy with all the work down there. Um, I like those guys quite a bit. Um, and I, I like that group of running backs quite a bit. If I had to pick, I'm actually one of the few rankers with David Montgomery ahead of Josh J- Jacobs. I know that's not the popular opinion. Right. Um, and I, and I, I think it has a lot to do with offense as a whole, um, more so than anything else. But right. uh, oh, I, I like them both. I'm sorry to interrupt. We got to make our decision here. Um, okay. now, now the thing with David Montgomery is his value rank is 41 versus our pick of number 30. So he's right. a poor choice here, but he is a reach. So he might be available for the fourth round. And I think right. we might want to, I think we can wait. Oh. I think we could wait. Is for, is either carry on or Fournette available? Yeah, they're both available. So let's go. We'll take carry on. Yeah. That was my top. That was my top. Yeah, carry on is definitely the pick there. A hundred percent agree. He's a guy that I have, um, as kind of the high-end RB2s, um, a guy that can definitely crack that top 12 should everything break right up there in Detroit this year. So they're definitely going to try to run the ball more this year. Um, I I know that they have Galladay there, um, and they're going to use him quite a bit, but I think carry-on is going to be the feature of that offense this year. Yeah, and you know we could always get C.J. Anderson late as a uh, you know as a handcuff if you're concerned about Carryon Johnson's durability. Um, but I, I just like his upside, and I like that he's going to be he's going to be a pass catcher too. He's going to be catching a lot of passes out of that backfield. So um, you know I know Matthew Stafford had a terrible season last year, but he's still a gunslinger, man. He's still going to be throwing that ball a lot. 
So there is volume to be had, and he's kind of uh, game script proof because he does catch balls. So let's go to the fourth round here. So now we're in the fourth round. You see now, now David Montgomery's on my recommended list. So absolutely, uh, he's Love a it. much better pick here because now we're at pick 43 and his value is 41. So right. he, you know, again, now he's a good value. He wasn't a, a great value in the third round, absolutely. but he's a, he's a fair value pick in the fourth round. So that's what I like to get is, is good value out of each of my picks. How um, much stock do you put into here? Uh, in having balance because what's the roster composition for this league at two, two, one. Uh, yes, yes it is. And I got to say what I, but my general strategy this year is for my top five picks have been running backs. And the reason okay. is because once you get past pick 60 in these drafts, it just thins out so, so quickly. And the value of the players that are remaining are really terrible. And we'll see that as we get a little bit deeper into this draft. I mean, these guys at least are providing nice fair value, but uh, the running backs in like the seventh, eighth, ninth round, their value ranks are in the hundreds. I mean, they're really terrible and they're not even really going to even be flex worthy unless something happens and they get, you know, and and they get, you know, some sort of boost in production because the guy, so the guy they're sharing time with gets injured, you know, and that's really the only way they become fantasy relevant. So I love uh, it. So let's look at it now. Is is Montgomery still available? Let's see here. No. Oh no, he got taken. It's okay. Oh, darn it, that was the risk. You know, we knew it was a long it's shot anyway, right? Happens. Yep. So uh, is also recommending Philip Lindsay, who uh, you know value ranked forty nine. So he's still, I still consider that fair value. Tyler Boyd also great option for a wide receiver. I really like. Um, yeah, let's like cl- click on the wide receivers on your on your app for a second. I just want to see if there's anybody with an outstanding value still available. On, on your uh, on your Chris software Godwin is available here. We got to make a decision. Actually, we got to <laughs> we've been talking and chatting about players. Um, I like to stick with my strategy of going with running backs. Okay, so go ahead. Let's try it out. Let's see how it looks when we try it out. Let's go Let's with Josh oh, Jacobs right here. Wait a minute. Josh Jacobs was still available. Josh yeah. Jacobs should not have been available. So let's. I, I went in. I took him last second. He was a reach from the prior round. Right. Um, but, uh, that's, that's a great pick. So let's go to the fifth pick. Let's try to figure out who we're going to take here <laughs> for the next round. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the app is recommending in the fifth round, Robbie Anderson, Jarvis Landry and Baker Mayfield. If we wanted to go quarterback at, okay. Do you usually go early on the quarterback or do you wait? I am a big weight on the quarterback guy talking about kind of just how things have been breaking down for me in this draft season. I typically get out of the first round with a running back. What's been breaking down is that after the second pick, I'm typically ending up with running back wide receiver like we just did. Yeah. And then the next two picks, I'm like we just did again, ending up with two running backs because of how much I like that that group of RB2s that's available. So I end up getting my RB2 and my flex right off the bat. And then I'm flexible for the rest of the draft. Sure. I'm really sure. just and a lot of these things depend on value because if a, a star wide receiver falls to me, I'm obviously going to take him uh, in those first couple rounds. But uh, it really it's just seems how that's, that's how it's been shaking up in these last few picks. But, again, this is probably another pick where I'm just looking at running backs and wide receivers and seeing what's the best value or the guy with the best score on your software. Right, um, right. So if we look at running backs for this round, and this is why I want to like kind of show you how it's starting to starting to break down. So look, Tevin Coleman is kind of the top rated guy. You got James White here. James White scores pretty good, fair value. Tevin Coleman's value, look, 77. We're at pick 54. 
Uh, Chris Carson has some nice value here. His value rank is 45th, so that's actually very good. He's undervalued. Tariq Cohen, value rank 79. Austin Eckler, value rank 81. So, you know, you've got, you've got these guys who are – now, Eckler obviously has some upside, but you can see how the value is very poor relative to your draft position, and that becomes chronic after this round. So, um, in, in, like I said, targeting running back, running back, running back in the, in the third, fourth, fifth round. I love Chris Carson at this point in the draft. I think he's a great choice. Um, and, uh, you know, James White, if you want to take a chance on the New England backfield, which I don't like to do, that's, his outlook is not rate very well. Um, so I tend to stay away from New England running backs until after pick 100. But uh, I, I like the idea of going Chris Carson. What do you think? Chris Carson, Tevin Coleman, those are two guys that I, I'm firmly believing are going to be top 24 running backs when all is said and done this season. Um, so I would have no qualms about taking either one. I would quickly check that list of wide receivers, though. I, I know that uh, we do have, um, you know, Todd Gurley, on Johnson, uh, and Josh Jacobs. So I, I'm the, of the mind that I would look at the list, see, you know, Chris Godwin still available. Um, yeah, and like I got to say, I, I love the idea of going Chris Godwin if he somehow makes it to us. He might be gone by the time he gets to us, but there's Robbie Anderson and the other recommended player, oh, Jarvis Landry, right? Is Jarvis still on the board? Let's see if he's still there. No, he's been taken. Oh, yeah, Jarvis is yeah. gone. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, Chris Godwin would be a, a great that, – that would be a steal here because uh, his value is, is substantial and his role is going to be nice. What's, uh, what's Godwin's value score on your uh, – Let's see here. Now, Godwin was supposed to go earlier than this, so let's see here. Godwin's value ranked 48. So, you know, again, we are at pick 54. So that's great value there. I love the idea of going with Chris Godwin. He made it to us. Uh, do you want to go ahead and take him? Let's take him. I, for me, yeah, uh, just because I would be getting a starter instead of my first bench spot. So I, and, it, and it's a guy that has uh, an extreme value, like you mentioned here. And looking at his outlook on your app um, uh, is, is pretty strong. Um, even more so than than guys like Robbie Anderson that you just mentioned, he's uh, one spot ahead of him on the on the value score as well. Yeah, Robbie Anderson scores forty six value, so they're they're very equivalent. They're they're very equivalent. I think they're both great options and certainly right. solid wide receiver twos for your team. Now the sixth round has a guy that's fallen that I very much like, Kenyon Drake, who's getting hammered right now on the draft board. He's he's fallen at least a full round now. Um, because of uh, Keelan Ballage, but uh, I got to say, man, you know it's a it's a contract year for him, and he's had an upward trend in his usage in each of the past three seasons. And he catches a lot of passes, which makes him game script proof. Um, he would be great as our fourth running back, and he's kind of you know his value is very good relative to his draft position right now. I have his value rank as fifty fifth versus sixty seven, so that's like a full round of value in taking Kenyon Drake at this point in the draft. Uh, you can see it's also recommending Alshon Jeffrey, who offers very nice value as well. 44th ranked value here in the sixth round. That's almost two full rounds of value uh, from his expected production for this year. Uh, I like it. Do you, do you have a preference there? Uh, do, do you want to go? On this, you go back and check the, the recommendations from the previous round as well, right? Because I see that the previous round recommendation – Again, I'm not a quarterback guy, but Baker Mayfield is still on the board if you wanted yeah, to do see that. Him. I'll, I'll highlight him so we can see where he goes. 
Um, um, and then Robbie Anderson is still Robbie on the board. Robbie Anderson is still on the board as well. But I do like the idea of getting that running back depth um, probably more so than drafting the quarterback or the third wide receiver. Right, uh, right. Perfectly honest. I'm just kind of playing out the keeping my options open, keeping the value open. But I typically right here, because we already have two wide receivers, because I'm okay with waiting on quarterback, I'll probably go ahead and take right here my depth at running back, depending yeah. on if value falls. Right, right. And and uh, I just checked Kenyon Drake was taken early, so that's okay. that that's kind of a bummer. Now, right now, the other guys that are available – all right, so it's back to our pick. Um, we could take someone like Daryl Henderson – since we've got Todd Gurley, he would be a good depth play. Lamar Miller, Latavius Murray, I'm not really interested in because I don't think they're going to get enough production. Um, or we could go with Alshon Jeffrey. Um, oh, we got to make a decision here. I'm going to make a call. I'm going to take David Henderson here. Okay. Just because we did take Gurley, we're going to back him up. And this is our fourth running back, so he's a bench play. And um, that certainly adds some security to the whole idea of taking Todd Gurley. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so let's, let's jump to the seventh round here. And you can see in this round, it's, it's recommending Jordan Howard, Vance McDonald, the tight end, and Darius Geis, the running back. Um, all these guys are, are decent choices here. Um, I do like the idea of going for a tight end at this point because we don't want to wait too long. <laughs> right. How, uh, how are we doing on tight ends right now? So Vance McDonald is still on the board there, but the guys that are left, yeah, you know, none of them really excite me. I mean, everyone's going to be split in time with uh, uh, with Trey Burton and David Njoku is dealing with an injury right now. And Austin Hooper is one that I actually do like, but not sure how much volume he's really going to get in that offense because of the three wide receivers that are already on that team that are great, right? <laughs> I'd be very interested to see the scores of these wide of these tight ends and how they shake up on uh, your software compare and their potential outlooks. Um, so we got Vance McDonald. So here's, here's the four that I was just talking about, right? So we got Vance gotcha. McDonald, Austin Hooper, Eric Ebron, and David Njoku right here. And both Ebron and Njoku are dealing with injuries right now, so that hurts their outlook, and that really pushes them down the list. Um, okay. Hooper is in a great situation. It's a contract year for him. He's had an upward trend in his usage in each of the past three years, but his value isn't great. Look at his value rank, 117 versus our pick of 78. Uh, whereas Vance McDonald – Value rank is 76, fair value. And that's so hard to find among tight ends is a fair value tight end. They're usually all tremendously overvalued from when they are picked. Gotcha. <laughs> part of the position, part of, part of the deal of the position. But, but Vance McDonald offers a nice uh, balance of value and a good outlook. I mean, all those targets that were vacated this past year on the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, his biggest con is his reliability. That's, that's his biggest con right now. So – Okay. Um, so I do have Vance set up and let's get these other guys, uh, Howard and Geis and, um, Oh, Jordan Howard has been taken. Jordan Howard <laughs> just went this pick. Oh yeah. He just went. Okay. And, and Hunter Henry place. just went as well. Now, so Geis are, Geis is still on the board. Um, Baker Mayfield is still on the board. And then, uh, the tight end that we were just talking about. Yeah, Vance McDonald. Uh, Vance McDonald is still on the board. Yeah. So, um, you know, again, getting Baker Mayfield at this pick is a really good steal. Like, I very much like that offense. I'd like to get a piece of it. Um, 
that would certainly be a, um, a nice pick in the seventh round. Uh, but again, I do like to wait a little bit later to get my quarterbacks just because the quarterback position is so deep this year. You don't really need to spend an early pick on it at all. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so let's, still... go tight end. Let's, let's go ahead. We'll get Vance. So we don't need to worry about it. That's fine. And um, you can see that both Baker Mayfield, and Darius guys are still on the board. Let's jump to the eighth round here. And so in the eighth round, whoops, uh, it is recommending Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Jared Goff, the quarterback. Now that's actually kind of like my favorite late round quarterback to get Curtis Samuel getting a lot of buzz right now um, uh, on the Carolina uh, training camp and everything there. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited about his prospects for the year. Um, some long shots. Darius is a long shot to get to us on this round. Uh, you can see Austin Hooper is a long shot to make it to this round as well. Chicago Bears defense is a long shot. So chances are someone's going to take the Chicago Bears uh, this this round. Carson Wentz, the Rams, got some defenses coming off the board at this point. Um, what do you think of those guys? Uh, which one do you like the best? Uh, of these guys, I'd, I I would go back and look again, wide receiver, running back, and keep going at that position, at those two positions. Uh, especially since we have all of our starters except for the quarterback position filled out, which is the position that we can wait without a problem. I'm just going to keep filling in wide receivers and running backs and seeing what's the best value in those positions. Uh, is it a Curtis Samuel? Is it, you know, uh, uh, Christian Kirk, uh, the guy, you know, a couple of the guys that you mentioned before, Larry Fitzgerald. Um, those are guys that I'm going to look at and see um, and then compare, you know, with your previous round. Um, recommendations and see if any of those guys are, are still available as well. Yeah. And I mean, looking at the list right now, now a lot of these guys are going to be gone by the time it gets to us. But um, as far as who interests me, Dante Pettis, D.D. Westbrook, Sammy Watkins, Cam Newton, these are all guys um, that are of interest to me, but I expect most of them to be gone by the time it gets to our pick. And that's, you know, that's kind of the nature of the game, right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, um, like you can see, Curtis Samuel here, Larry Fitzgerald here. Geis is still on the board. And Geis, uh, let me just say this, man. He is offering some tremendous upside. Um, he's being severely discounted. Look at his value rank, 51, versus right now we're going to be at draft pick number 91. So that's like over three rounds of value, and he's being so heavily discounted because he's basically been tagged with the injury-prone uh, tag because of what happened last year with his ACL injury. But let me say, man, he's got he's he is a tremendous steal at this point in the draft. And if he makes it to us, he's the long shot. But if he makes it to us, I would definitely take Darius Geis in this group. Absolutely, um, he is a guy that a lot of people are afraid of because there's there's valid reasons. There's competition in that backfield. Sure. Um, there has been that kind of injury bug because of what happened last year. But it seems like he's healthy. He, it seems like he's going to play week one. So if that's your biggest qualm about Darius Geis, you shouldn't, that shouldn't be the worry right now for him. Right. Um, it, it, my biggest hesitation with Geis, I think he's very talented. And if he's back, he should be fine. My biggest hesitation is just the offense. I don't think it's going to be an elite offense, but he's going to be the guy in that offense. And he should get uh a good amount of work this season. And I think he's the most talented running back in that backfield because Adrian Peterson is 
you know, he's, he's old. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have 34 years old. And then you got Chris Thompson who can't stay healthy. And even in a bad offense last year, Adrian Peterson was productive. And so right. I think guys can be that. Look, he did make it back to us. The long shot made it to us. Let's go ahead. Let's take guys as our fifth running back. Love so it. That is a tremendous depth play and certainly has a better upside than any other running back on the board right now. So, um, you know, again, we don't need to worry about starting in week one because we've already got three great running backs to go for week one, but he is available should he emerge, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Can you uh, read off our start, our team so far, so we can kind of let the listeners know where we're at so far? Absolutely. So at wide receiver? So wide receivers, Tyreek Hill, Chris Godwin, and that's it. We've only taken two wide receivers so far. Running backs, uh, Todd Gurley. Carry uh, on Johnson, Josh Jacobs, um, Derek, Daryl Henderson, and, yeah. and Darius, Darius Geis. Yep. And then the tight end is Vance McDonald. So I think we definitely need to focus on wide receivers on this next round. Um, let's jump to that real quick. So you can see, all right, well, it's recommending Sammy Watkins, Dante Pettis, and Royce Freeman. Are those guys still on the board? Look, Dante Pettis, yep. Sammy Watkins, and there's the, I'm just going to highlight D.D. Westbrook because I think he's great. He's not, he's not ranking high enough to get on the recommended list, but he's, he is ranking very well. We still got a, your, your, your pick from the previous round is still available on the board that you starred there as well in Curtis Samuel. Samuel, uh, yes. So who I think has, if I'm not mistaken, if we go back to your software, the highest uh, score out of those guys, right? Well, let's take a look here. So, um, uh, I mean, oh, Curtis just, Samuel I <laughs> was, was on the, the top three. Um, his value rank is 86th, which is, you know, a low-end flex play. Mm -hmm. But if we look at, like, um, uh, Watkins, the 73. his value rank is 52. Again, Ooh. he's being severely discounted because of the injury risk. Right. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald offered value rank 73. You have Sterling Shepard here, too, which is also a, a good choice. He offers good value, but he's injured right now, so I'm not recommending him at this point. Um, Dante Pettis value ranks 75. So of all this group, you know, certainly Sammy Watkins offers the most value, but I'm not sure he's reliable enough to be our third. I'd like someone who's a little bit more reliable. Um, Larry Fitzgerald uh, certainly fits the bill there. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I think he would, is, is Larry still on our, Larry might've been taken actually. Let's take a look. Pettis, Pettis is probably, uh, probably going to be, the number one wide out for the 49ers barring one of the rookie wide receivers emerging and kind of beating him out, which I really doubt. Um, I, I, I think uh, Pettis has the strongest chance to lead this uh, receiving core in targets, catches and yards. So uh, I like him again, his second year and we kind of have to see how that progresses, but I, I do like Pettis quite a bit here. Right, right. And, and Dee Westbrook also uh, has some real opportunities, the number one on that team as well. Uh, by the way, uh, for San Francisco, Debo Samuel is on my radar right now, man, as far as someone who is emerging and doing very well in camp and preseason. But let's go ahead. We'll yep. take Pettis on this round. I think that's a great choice uh, gotcha. for our third wide receiver. And let's let's jump to the 10th round now. Um, as far as when do you when you usually get a quarterback, this is kind of like my this line is, in the sand yeah. for taking a quarterback. You can see we got a couple of good choices, Phillip Rivers and Lamar Jackson, um, for two entirely different reasons. You know, Phillip Rivers is just on a quality offense, a high-powered offense. Exactly. He score a lot of points, and he's a veteran, versus Lamar Jackson, who is, makes money with his feet, 
and is going to get a lot of rush yards and some rushing touchdowns, and that's going to offset his deficiency in the passing game. Um, right. But I think both are great options this year. I can't believe Philip Rivers is, is so heavily discounted. He's available this late, personally. Every year, man. Every year people forget that Philip Rivers is going to be a top 12 quarterback. So right here is, is more or less the time where I would click on that Yahoo tab, click on search quarterbacks and see which quarterbacks are available, um, and then kind of just sort through your values and see who's the highest rated there. Jared Goff, for me, is a big one, like you mentioned earlier. I think that's a good pick from the guys that you mentioned. Yeah, and um, Goff is still on the board. That is that is crazy late. So, yeah, if he makes it to a, back to us, that would be great. And it looks like Lamar Jackson has been taken. So, uh, But we do have a choice between Rivers and Goff here. So uh, I think if Goff makes it, we should take him. Otherwise, we'll take Rivers. Whichever one falls to us, I'm more than happy with. And if we – um, you know, if we don't get either one of those, then it seems like everybody has a quarterback and then we can really wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah I've, I've been seeing some crazy stuff in drafts this year. I, I actually did a live draft on Sunday with some friends and mm-hmm. it wasn't my league, but it was their league. And uh, Ezekiel Elliott fell to um, our second pick in a, in a, in a, 12 team league. So it was like pick 21 that he was available. Look at this. Both Goff and Rivers made it to us. So let's go ahead. Say Goff is our quarterback. And, uh, but just unprecedented. I'm like, wow, did, did uh, Le'Veon Bell really scare everybody so bad that now these holdouts are just like hands off. I, I was just shocked when that happened. And these were all Dallas people too, which was nuts. I couldn't believe that they were just forsaking Ezekiel Elliott. So we got him in the second round, and, and I was just I was just tickled that we got him that late. I mean, it's just crazy. Um, yeah, if you hear that much news every day about Zeke Elliott, you're bound to be scared about it. So yeah. I love Jared Goff here, by the way. He's, I got him as a top 10 quarterback in my rankings, and I, I think uh, <clears throat> that's one of the best three offenses in football for 2019, sure. in my opinion, uh, considering the weapons that they have there surrounding Goff. Um, it is a – <clears throat> wonderful offense and we've got several pieces of it with Goff and Gurley so yeah it's nice I mean I'm, I'm pretty happy with having both those pieces of the Rams offense so so let's look at the 11th round now now this is when I start to look at more like upside players and and right. um, Dante Moncrief is certainly doing very well they're saying he's going to be the number two receiver across from Juju in that offense um, he is a really nice option here he offers top 100 value um, which is, you know, just outside of flex value as far as we're concerned. It's also recommending another quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Uh, Mark Andrews, a tight end, if we wanted to take a second tight end. I normally never draft a second tight end in these sort of things. But, um, again, on that Baltimore offense with Lamar Jackson, uh, run first offense, the best receiving player that you want to have a piece of is the tight end. And so he's a great option at this point. Um, let's just look at other receivers. So I think we definitely need to get a, another at least one more receiver on this team. Dante yeah. Moncrief, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who I love. Um, got some risky guys. Sanders coming back from an injury. Um, you know, Anthony Miller, who is still injured and, and yep. offers decent value, but he's not healthy, man. It's not good. But Moncrief or, or MVS are both great options at this point in the draft. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, if MVS can win that second job, uh, that's that second wide receiver job, he is a nice pick here. 
Um, and it doesn't seem like any of the wide receivers that we starred from previous rounds have fallen to us, unfortunately. Yeah, they're all gone. <laughs> um, so he's probably the next best pick here, MBS. Um, I am not on the Moncrief train because I think Washington will push him for that second job, that second wide receiver job. It's a little bit murky right now. I agree with that. It's a little bit murky, and I think that that offense likes to, you know, run the ball, have one wide receiver that's going to be very productive all year, and then a second wide receiver that'll be hit and miss, um, but have numbers by the end of the year. And I'm not sure if it's going to be Moncrief or Washington just yet. Uh, MVS just went. Damn. No, I took Uh, him. Oh, we took him. Okay. So we we got him. So. Hooray, hooray, cool. right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. All right, I thought I thought he went the pick before us and I was uh, about to be upset about it. But MVS is a guy that I, I do believe will be the number two for Green Bay. It seems like he's going to uh, win that, that job there. Um, so I like that pick quite a bit as a bench wide receiver with a ton of upside uh, in a Green Bay offense that I think will be – a little more aggressive in 2019 than we've seen in years past. Yeah, I think so. And, and I love that upside pick. That's a great upside pick. Let's look at the 12th round here. Uh, here's what the app's recommending. Naheem Hines, um, you know, the receiving running back for Indianapolis. Damian Harris, the New England running back, who is one of my favorite late round picks. I, I always say that anytime I take a New England running back before pick 100, I end up getting burned. But every time I take one after pick 100, it always works out. Like, you know, last year, Sony Michelle went at pick 100. Uh, James White went at pick 142. I remember a couple of years ago, I got um, uh, it just every every single time I take one late, they always work out. And Damian Harris has been getting great rave reviews in training camp so far. So I very much like him. Look, here's another great quarterback, man. Josh Allen, again, makes money with his feet. You know, I mean, that's that's uh, he's going to be he has a really safe floor because of all those rush yards he's going to have in, in what's probably going to be a run first offense. Yep. Again, wait until the 12th round. Oh, look at that. It's back to us already. I would like to take Damian Harris here and he would be our last quarterback. I'm, I'm sorry. Our last running back. Cause you can only take six on the Yahoo mock draft. Okay. But what a core of running backs we have. I mean, check this out. We got Gurley, carry uh, on Johnson, Josh Jacobs, uh, Daryl Henderson, Darius Geis, and um, Damian Harris. It's a lot of D's. <laughs> yeah, our entire team starts with the letter D as their first name. <laughs> My receivers like too, because we got Dante Pettis there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we have just uh, one more pick for the bench, and then it goes, you know, kicker and defense for the last two picks. So why don't we just pick, find the last guy here, thirteenth round? Who's it recommending? Well, recommending Sam Darnold, New York Jets quarterback. The New England Patriots, if we wanted to go defense, Denver Bronco defense, uh, you know, so we got a couple of defense options. Um, I do like the New England Patriots early season schedule. It's very favorable uh, for them. And I think they're, you know, it could be a very good streaming. I usually just stream defenses anyway, but uh, they got a great first three, four weeks are really great matchups. If we look at wide receivers though, let's see here, Jameson Crowder, Golden Tate Crowder's getting some buzz. Um, I'm not sure I want to bother with another Washington player to tell you the truth. Uh, let's just jump to the 14th round. We could get someone. Oh, look, here's someone who I love. Terrell Williams. Uh, okay. in Oakland just playing opposite AB this year, man. He's I, I what I've been telling people is he's got uh, Michael Crabtree upside on that offense and he would be great as our last 
wide receiver. So let's go ahead and take yeah, him. Yeah, he's still available there as yeah. well. Um, so, where I pick 150, his rank on the website on Yahoo's website is 121, and his value score on your software is 90. So we're talking about a, a huge value with upside, um, and somebody has got to catch the ball if Antonio Brown never gets his helmet situation fixed. <laughs> um, I, think, I thought I heard that it, it got yeah, resolved. He, he he yeah, today he tweet, he uh, messaged on uh, Instagram that he was going to be just fine, and it, you know he he uh, wasn't able to figure it out, but he's going to be back or all that. But yeah, so he's a diva, but. <laughs> <laughs> but but let me say i mean this is a great team man look, look now let's look at our wide receiver so we got tyree kill chris godwin and then we got um uh we got dante pettis marquez valdez scantling and terrell williams as our wide receivers right. great wide receiver core that's really really nice i gotta say that all those guys offer great value and we got some nice upside picks at the end there so um our starters is unreal. Jared Goff at quarterback, Tyree Kill and Chris Godwin for our wide receivers. Todd Gurley, Carrion Johnson, Josh Jacobs, and then Vance McDonald to wrap it out at the tight end position, which is the only one that's like not a top five potential, <laughs> but everybody else is like can easily finish a top five at their position and nobody would bat an eye. Um, Todd Gurley, obviously, Carrion Johnson can do it. Um, and I mean, you know, our, our wide receivers can finish there as well. And nobody would bat an eye. Tyree Kill did it last year as well. Uh, wide receiver number three last year. Um, yeah. And big playability, man. I mean, just that, that offense is going to be amazing this year. So I'm glad we got a piece of the Kansas City offense. Yep. We surrounded our team with a lot of uh, power offenses and the Rams and the Chiefs, um, it seems. So yeah, I like I like that. Having good offenses <laughs> is always the right play in fantasy football. Getting a piece of those uh, top scoring offenses is the is the way to go. So we just got to round out here with defense and kicker, like you mentioned. Um, the app recommended another uh, no, goal. Well, uh, you know, let's see here. Um, so it looks like uh, you know we we should have taken um, uh, you know uh, what was I going to say? New we should have taken New England last round. They've already they're gone. But there's a couple other guys. That, there's a couple other defenses that I do like, and one is Buffalo. Also has a very nice early season schedule. Dallas has a really nice early season schedule. Um, and again, I'm just the kind of guy that streams defenses. I look at matchups and I go go with that. So that's really all I'm looking for. It's like yeah, the next three four weeks, these guys are great. Dallas's first three games: Giants at home, then at Washington, then Miami at home. Does that sound like it'd be a pretty good defense to have? Those are the three, three of the bottom five offenses uh, for this year. Um, yes. All three of them are going to be. And two of the worst receiving cores, uh, if not all three of the worst three receiving cores in the NFL. Um, right. Let's take Dallas. <laughs> yep. um, and then as far as a kicker goes, there's such an afterthought anymore, man. I'm, I'm thinking about taking kickers out of my, my league altogether, but – um, you never need to go really on a kicker. I, I, I've looked at the stats and like the difference between like the best kicker in the league and the 12th best kicker in the league is uh, usually about a point to a point and a half a week. That's, that's basically the only advantage you get in fantasy from that. And it's, you know, just wait for your last pick and take somebody, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I I literally just take whoever's on the best offense because they're going to move the ball so much that eventually they'll not be able to punch it into the end zone and I'll end up with a field goal. <laughs> right, right. And, and and what I like to say is I like to be have a decent offense that plays in a dome. Those those are my qualifications. Right. So, you know, you got uh, Giorgio Capaccio, you've got Brett Maher at Dallas, you've got uh, Dan Bailey in Minnesota, Matt Prater in Detroit. I think all those guys are great options for your kicker. And here we are at our last pick, and they're all sitting on the board still. Right. Um, uh, Chargers kicker as well. I like uh, just because that offense. I again going back to what we said with Philip Rivers is going to be, um, you know, I think a top five offense this year, um, top top ten or top twelve last year. So, and I think they take a step forward with Hunter Henry back um, and kind of getting healthy again. I, I think that's going to be a very nice offense, um, and uh, the dome is another big factor like you mentioned. So uh, that's where I might take uh, Dallas or Minnesota's kicker. Right. Right. But we could totally take the Chargers kicker. I got no problem taking a guy on an out uh, that plays outdoors, but it's just uh, it's in Los Angeles and doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's might as well be a dome. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, we could totally take uh, Besley if he makes it to us. And it's almost back to our pick. So um yeah, so this went pretty well. It's a nice draft, man. I really like this team. It's got some really good depth, both of running back and wide receiver, and we got a solid quarterback, and we got a high upside tight end. Um, I'm pretty happy. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be totally fine taking this into the season with me. Yeah, I'd be very happy. Um, and I, I, honestly, this is my – yeah, furthers my argument of waiting on a quarterback, I think, because look at the wide receivers and running backs that we have, absolute studs, and yeah. um, kind of went very similar to how I normally draft that running back in the first round, wide receiver in the second round, and then over the next few rounds, more running backs than wide receivers because of the scarcity late for running backs, like you mentioned, and because of how nice and, and how much upside some of those RB2s in consensus have the guys like Carrion Johnson and Josh Jacobs that we got that I think are going to be week in and week out starters and have top 12 upside as well. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how, it, how uh, it goes this year. So, uh, but anyway, thanks so much for doing this mock with me. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, for your viewers, if you want to go check it out, um, my website is fantasyfootballmaverick.com. You can sign up and try the app out yourself on a mock draft and see what you think. And if you like it, you can subscribe and unlock all the features. Um, and it's absolutely going to give you the, the tools you need on draft day to make the right decisions and look for the right players. That's, that's the big thing about it. And um, just, just to give you a footnote on my little story about, um, you know, struggling before I created the app, since I created the app, I play in three leagues each season. And um, in the past, uh, in the past, Three seasons I've – no, I'm sorry. In the past four seasons, I've won six championships out of a total of 12 leagues. So it definitely makes a difference. <laughs> it won't win you your, your league, but it's going to give you the foundation that you can win your league. And that, nice. was, uh, that was the leap I needed. And, and uh, so it's, it's, it's very nice, and it does, it's very effective. For those of you listeners that do want to check out the site and the software and unlock all the features of it, Make sure to use our promo code ESF. We'll post this online as well on our Twitter uh, at FF and on our Facebook group. Um, promo code uh, ESF is going to get you that software that's normally nine ninety five. 
uh, down to like six bucks and change. Um, it's a three dollars off. Three dollars yeah, off. Yeah, so it's the whole season, six ninety five for this software, which is like, <laughs> like Jimmy just mentioned, you know, gives you a much better shot of winning your league. Uh, and if you're in a big money league and you need some advice through your draft, which is one of the most important parts of your season, definitely check out fantasyfootballmaverick.com. Use our promo code ESF. We'll be posting that everywhere this week, but uh, feel free to ask if you don't if you can't find the code or you're not listening at this moment uh you know and you remember just message us and we'll get you that promo code as well uh esf for that discount fantastic well thank you so much christian i really had a lot of fun uh this was great and uh i mean i just can't wait I, the, the drafts are all coming up for me and they're still all in front of me now and uh it's it's the best time of the year as far as i'm concerned this is fantasy football, uh, Christmas, uh, Hanukkah, New Year's. Uh, it's your birthday all in one because this is draft season. Well, thanks it. again. And Thank so, uh, and, and everybody, happy drafting. Happy drafting. Have a good one. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Woo! Uh-huh. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy.